Good evening, race fans. Parked in Turn 1 is back for yet another race weekend review. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice. I got my man, as always, Bo, with me. What's going on, Bo? Hey, man. How's it going tonight? Ooh, it's going well. It's going well. The weather is is so nice right now. The temperature is dropping at night, especially. It's that fall time of year. It's nice to be in the south in the fall. Yeah, you know, I come from a little bit up north, um, you know, around West Virginia, northern part of West Virginia, and we had a fairly rough winter right before we moved uh, moved south. So I really enjoy South Carolina. It it it's in the wintertime. It it snows what twice twice a winter and that's about twice it. every 10 years yeah twice every 10 uh, years when you live in columbia you get a little more snow than i do <laughs> yeah um but it's it's literally snowed i think two or three times since i've lived here for and i've lived here for nine years um so you know we'll see what happens this year but really you can't plan for it you just have to do if it shows up then just make sure you got milk and eggs and bread because that's all anybody buys those milk sandwiches they come in handy listen (laughs) milk sandwiches is how you survive a blizzard everybody knows that especially that's it (laughs) evidently that's what we do here but you know i i uh it's you know we had a good weekend of racing really um in the argentinian round out right out there around uh, san juan san juan San Juan, the guy kept trying to say it like those guys all weekend, but it's San Juan. Um, but I can't do it. So, uh, but I, I'll tell you what, I really haven't paid a lot of attention to this track until this weekend. Uh, I know they've been there before, mm-hmm. but I, I really was paying attention to the track this time. And I like that circuit. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of elevation. If you look at it from overhead, you know it kind of it doesn't look boring, so to say. But it uh, it you know it doesn't look um, nearly as challenging as it does when you actually look at it. You know, level, um, you know, straight on. It's got tons of elevation change to it. It looks like, and um, it, and that the back straight seems a bit longer than it, you know you might think. And like you had said in one of our uh, offline conversations, that turn coming off the back straight, it. It's terrifying. So Ugh. fast, you know. And yeah. Well, I mean, all I had, I, I, I didn't really think about it too much until really race two, mm-hmm. when I was watching Top Rack mix it up with Redding there, uh, and in the Super Pole race, Top Rack and Redding were breaking so late, and I was like, oh my gosh, that means they're carrying an enormous amount of speed on the edge of the tire. Yeah. You know, and breaking pretty much all the way to the top of that turn before you're going back again to the left there, because it's it's just basically a, a you know a squared off ninety degree turn. You're going right back the other direction, and you know I I watched uh, Top Rack the way Top Rack breaks is so different from everyone else, of course, but he didn't carry nearly as much corner speed through there as Redding or Ray. They closed up on him there. Now, he got the better drive out, right. but they carried a ton of speed. So that that circuit would be really, really cool to ride at some point, but I think that turn would just be terrifying like at speed. Like If you give it respect, you're going to be fine, but at their speed, yeah. that turn has to be terrifying. Like, uh, that's yeah. all I thought it. 
the good thing to look like there's you know there's good amount of runoff there so uh, you know if yeah. you get it wrong you can still kind of bail out of it a little bit but uh, you don't want right. to get it now, wrong. Right. Now was the long lap penalty right there as well? I think so because I ended up it's, I think that one of the yeah. Supersport guys ended up taking it uh, I think it was a Radre um, that was doing well but then he ended up blowing the turn in in race 2 I believe and had to had to go deep. Yeah. Well, all I know is I prefer the long lap because I can break <laughs> longer. Um, but, you know, let's get into race one out there for the Superbikes. Um, we saw Toprak take the win by a large margin, 5.2 seconds. Johnny Ray finishing second and Michael Rubin Rinaldi finishing third. Now, um, right there at the beginning of the race, we saw uh, in, in the first turn, you know, Redding falls off. Um, not a bad crash at all, just a, just a tip over. And he got back up and actually finished in the top 10, which was pretty amazing. But, uh, you know, Top Rack had the pace in this race. There was no one close. Um, you know, I think Ray threw a couple moves at him early to try and, you know, get out there, lead the race, maybe control the pace a little bit. But as we've seen over and over and over, Top Rack's not having any of that. Uh, and no, he, yeah. he just he just took off. Uh, you know, Jonathan Ray mentioned it in the post race interview, though. You know, this that race was still some information gathering for him because he did lose a session after a big crash, I think, on Friday. Right. Um, right. So, you know, they 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 didn't have the bike completely set up the way that they wanted to. But you know, like we've said in the in the past, you've mentioned it. Jonathan Ray can't break hard on a used tire. Um, you know, that's something yeah. that he's been struggling with all year. And we both know that that's what uh, top rack is, uh, is forte, you know, is braking on a new tire, used yeah. tire on the front wheel, you know, with a back wheel, three feet off the ground. It doesn't matter. Top, top rack can just use the brakes very well. And uh, like right. you had said, you know, uh, top rack, this was top racks race. Ray tried to, to do what he could from the start and it really wasn't right. there. Um, I think the story that here in this race really is Redding, though. Um, you know, going down, like you'd said, you know, easy tip off, you know, nothing too bad. Um, say nothing even too break bad. break one of the fins off. Didn't right. break but, one of the fins off. I mean, but hit, well, uh, the reason, I think the reason because for that is because he took most of the brunt of that impact. I mean, his leathers were shredded on his hip. Um, they really were. You know, so, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'd race out there. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been breezy, that's for sure. You know, he wasn't going to get hot, but <laughs> but you know, he definitely had a ton of pace throughout the race. You know, to come all the way back into P nine um, to finish, it, you, you know, it, that's not that's nothing to bat an eye about. You know, he he looked really really good all during the race, except for turn one. Um, so, uh, you know, as we saw later in the in the weekend, you know, we're left with kind of a what if. Um, situation to ask ourselves, you know, if he hadn't had that tip off. But, um, you know, Raz Gatlioglu, you know, kudos to him. He's been doing what he's been doing. Jonathan Ray still in the top three as well. And then Rinaldi uh, with a decent finish uh, to put it on the podium. Um, so, I mean, the, 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 we say the same names over, you know, each week, obviously. So so what more can you say about some of these fellows? You know, it was a good finish for, for Alex Lowe's, I think. Um, and, and then also even Bassani, you know, Bassani, we've talked about Bassani a few times, um, and we don't have any idea why Ducati is letting this guy go get away. Um, uh, so, so what else can we say? I mean, Bassani looks, looks really good right now for a rookie and independent rider. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I echo that sentiment with Bassani. I, I really, really don't understand um, the move with Bautista and we've, we've beaten that dead horse. But yeah. I think, I think one of the things that infuriates me about motorcycle racing 
is that sometimes the people that deserve the seats don't get the seats, you know, and it, and it does come down to who can bring the most sponsorship money sometimes and who can, uh, you know, give them the best, uh, I don't want to say retail, but, um, just in terms of marketing, who's the best yeah. marketing tool, right? And right. maybe Bassani just can't bring that. And maybe, Bal and obviously Bautista, who's an experienced rider, been at the MotoGP level, has won here in World Superbike. Maybe he's that guy for them. So maybe that's what they're doing. But I, but I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what I saw. You know, it, first of all, Ray did what he could in this race. Uh, we know that when he can't break on the side of the tire, he's on a knife edge. And I did see that foot come off a couple of times. Um, and he held it together and finished second to kind of keep this championship going into the I Indonesian round, which is what he had to do there. Mm -hmm. um, Michael Rubin Rinaldi really looked pretty good to me all weekend. Um, I, I think obviously Redding was faster. It was proven as the weekend went on, but yeah. Rinaldi was solid, but I, I'm starting to question whether or not we're going to see consistent podium, consistent race wins from Rinaldi period. Like, I don't know. We'll have to give him another year, but he was on this bike last year, just in a privateer team. So I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what we're going to see. I mean, do you feel what I'm saying about Rinaldi? I mean, I'm not, not sure that he's going to be what Ducati wants him to be. Uh, well, I think he already is. And I'm saying that as the yeah, I, I'm saying that as the man finishes on the podium. I, I realize that, but so there's it's two. Just, it's just uh, one of those things for me. That question I think is twofold. Um, or it's the answer is twofold um, because I think he is the guy that Ducati wants to be on paper. Um, as far as his stature and his nationality, he's an Italian and he's a small rider. Um, he's but, also red blooded and passionate, right? Well, but that's, you know, but his results aren't there. Like you're saying, they're just inconsistent. He's not really yeah. consistently you're right. staying towards the front. And, you know, like you had mentioned with Alvaro Bautista, you know, he's got, um, he, he brings old money. I'll call it, you know, because there are some of those, uh, the people sure. that have been following world motorsport and motorcycle racing for a long time. There are MotoGP fans that have moved to world Superbike with him probably are watching more world Superbike uh, to see how he's doing. You know, some of those old diehard Spanish fans that are with him, um, you know, but unfortunately, even this race, uh, he did not finish this race. Uh, you know, he he had a crash. So, um, sure. Um, I, I think that I don't know, really know Ducati's approach there. If it is a marketable rider like Bautista, or if they're looking for an older rider to mentor um, Ruben Michael Ruben Rowdy a little bit better. I really don't know, I, but I also don't know. I don't know what the, he would be able to mentor. Right, that, that, that's been that, in the championship for a while. Well, that's going to be my next my next comment is I'm not really sure how far Alvaro Batista could really mentor Michael Ruben Rinaldi because Michael Ruben Rinaldi has surpassed Al Alvaro Batista all year long as right. far as finishes go. Right. So it, it's right. not like he's going to tow him along and make him faster. If anything, it's going to be the other way around. Um, right. but I, I just don't, I don't get it, you know, and, and I, I agree with you. I'm not sure if, if Michael Rinaldi is what Ducati really is, is really looking for. Um, obviously there's something there. There's a reason that he's retained that seat over a Redding who is finishing better than he is, you know, when he doesn't yeah. crash, of course, but sure. 
I, I don't, I don't sure. know. I don't get the logic there. I just don't understand it. it it's beyond so, me. So I made the point that I was watching the Drive to Survive F1 series, and I was just enthralled by all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Right. And so I think the same thing's happening here. So what I need you to do is petition Netflix to do a World Superbike and a MotoGP Ride to Survive. I'll draft just the go letter. Ahead and, I'll go ahead and yeah, draft that letter. Yeah. Put some strong words in it. Um, but I, I think, you know, I, I think we could, we, we, we tend to speculate and ponder and all these things because it seems obvious to us. And there are so many factors that you and I don't know about. Yes, um, of course. But, but as, as a layman, as an amateur, as a huge fan of the sport, it we're left seems with these questions, me, you know. We're, we're, right, we're exactly, and and it seems to me we get the same things happening every year. Like no one seems to learn. Like there's a formula that you're supposed to follow, and you follow that because someone told you that was the formula. Results be damned. They told you that's how you choose a rider. Blah blah blah. Results be damned. We're gonna do it. So I don't. I mean, I'm sure that Bassani, and I'm sure that. Uh, uh, Baz had some, there was something to do with sponsors, maybe conflicts. You remember we talked about Top Rack as a Red Bull rider. He mm -hmm. can't really go to Monster Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff. So let's get back to the racing because that's what I can see. And I, I wanted to say that all weekend, Johnny Ray and Top Rack are just so good on the start. Like Johnny was I, in fifth. And he starts so well, and then as well as he's doing, Top Rack is doing the same thing almost every time. And Top Rack, we lead in race one and still got a great start. Yeah, I, I, honestly, Jonathan Ray had three rocket starts all weekend. The, this weekend was... Yeah. This was a this was the best weekend that Jonathan Ray had, I think, as far as starts go, because it, he did he was on the second yeah. row for the, both race one and also the Super Bowl race, and like you're saying, he was in second place or third place by the time that he got to turn oh, one. Yeah. So yeah, know, absolutely. I think that I think top rack starts are more indicative of the both the the low end of that R1 that, you know, we know mm -hmm. how well an R1 yeah. is off a line and out of a corner. I complain about it all the time. But also his his strength on the brakes, too. So when that, that turn half that he gets yeah. to into turn one, yep. you know, he's going to be so much stronger on the brakes than any anyone else is on the on the grid. Right. So um, a little bit, I think that that's, you know, but, but again, you have to be there, right? So if you're top yep, rack, you absolutely. have to qualify well, which is exactly what he did. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think so. Um one of the things I think we're getting, you know, I, I wanted to mention Gerloff, who I th I saw some flashes of some aggression, some confidence from Gerloff this weekend, mm -hmm. and I was happy to see that. I This is the way it had to happen. We wanted it to happen two races, two race weekends ago. This is the way it had to happen, I think, because his moves were clean, and they weren't sketchy or close, and they didn't surprise the other rider, but he got past him. And I, I honestly think he had to kind of recalibrate his mind. Um, I, Ayrton Senna said this a long time ago about racing car drivers. If you see the gap and you don't go for it, then you're no longer a race car driver. You know, you, it's time to get out of the race car. And for Gerloff, I think he was seeing things that weren't there. 
So I, I, I'm hoping that for him, there was a little mental recalibration to think, okay, is that there? Okay. I could have gone right there. I had space or, Ooh, I would have gone before right there, but I see that's not good. I'm hoping some of that happened because he looked really good running really good laps, especially at the end of the races. But this first race one was immediately apparent to me that he's starting to click again for him. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think, you know, Gerloff has been timid in turn one ever since the top rack incident. You, you know, the top rack incident I can't was blame really... Him for that, yeah. No, 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 not at all. No, I'm not saying that, that he, he shouldn't be, but that that's where Gerloff is, is really dying on these races. You know, it's the first turn of the first... It's the first lap of the first corner. Um, it, you know, he started, what, seventh, eighth, sixth maybe, I think he was on, I thought he was on the second row, might have been on the third row, but, He was you on know, eighth, he was in eighth on the grid, yeah. Okay, so by turn one, I think he was in 11th or 12th after that. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then yep. like you said, he, he's seeing some of these moves now, he's seeing these, these opportunities, and I remember watching, I think uh, the uh, cameras actually caught one of his passes into uh, turn seven, I believe, before they emptied out on the mm -hmm. back straight, and it was a, it was a hard, clean aggressive move and it was it was perfect it was and i remember yep. seeing it but you can see daylight yeah, between oh, them yeah absolutely and as soon as he did it i said that's exactly what you have to do you know i i got excited in the living room i was i was i was happy about it i was like that's exactly what you've got to do to get back on this horse and um no i completely agree with you i think girl off this is i think this weekend helped him to turn a corner a little bit and and probably get a whole lot of confidence back that he was lacking um in, in previous yeah. rounds you know a couple new tracks um but then, of course, with the you know the slap on the wrist from Yamaha, probably the short leash that he's on uh, with them, this was just this is this is this was a good weekend to get his mojo back. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I think I think he's going to be fine with Yamaha. I think he's done what they've asked him to do, um, and he's proven he's still fast. I mean, his his fastest lap was you know not as fast as uh, Ray or or Top Rack, but it was fast enough to put him fourth. You know, mm -hmm. or uh, actually, he was faster than his fastest lap was faster than Rinaldi that race. So, and, and you know, he's good. he's finishing very close to Locatelli now. So, you know, so I yeah. think that yeah. in the future, Yamaha's going to see this as well, and they're going to they'll probably let loose those range just a little bit from right. him and say, okay, listen, you've got some speed back, you've got some aggression back, and now we're going to control it. Go go do what you can do. Uh, you know, because we talked yeah. a lot about Locatelli and how well he was doing this year, but now we're kind of seeing that. Gary Eric Roloff has that same potential. So, you know, the, the, that controlled um, controlled aggression, that controlled calculation that we see or that it needs to happen, I, I think that's going to come out. And I think Yamaha needs to encourage that now. Right. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned Locatelli because there is a feud brewing between Vandermark and Locatelli, <laughs> and I love it. Like, I love it. I don't, I don't see them going crazy but they definitely go at each other when they end up, you know, one does not want to follow the other one. Now, Vandermark got the better of Locatelli here, but Locatelli, they were battling, and uh, Locatelli was not giving it up easy, and I think he kind of burned his tire up a little bit um, messing around with Vandermark, and then I think Gerloff was able to get by him because he had better pace at the end of the race. Um, but, you know, having said that, that's fun for us. That's good. That makes for good TV, yeah. and I'm all, I'm all about it, you know what I mean? Um, let's move on to the Super Bowl race where, again, we saw Top Rack take the race win, uh, Redding finishing in second, uh, by 0 0.046. It was a really good race. 
um, much better than the first race. And Johnny Ray finishing third there, about three and a half seconds behind. So Johnny closed the gap a little bit mm-hmm. to top rack, although it's a shorter race. Um, but I think the 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 two things stick out to me here at this point, and they mentioned during the Super Bowl race what Johnny's times were in 2019. He was faster in 2019 than he had been to this point in the weekend. And that to your point about not being able to brake on a used tire, not being able to brake as well on the edge of the tire, you know, those are big deals. And, I, and I'm confident that Kawasaki is going to get that figured out in the offseason uh, and into next year. So be ready for Ray to come back. Not that he's riding poorly, but he's he's at a disadvantage on the brakes for sure. Of course, everyone's at a disadvantage compared to StopRack. But there, I think I think Johnny can do some things uh, with talent that the bike's just not allowing him to do right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, we talked about this move that TopRack, we both think TopRack baited uh, Redding into that corner before the back straight. And Redding, you know, obviously he took the opening because that's what you're doing. You're a racer. and. Yeah. I thought that was some serious racecraft from a guy who is trying to win a world title, and he is out front, and he knows no one can outbreak him, yet he still had the presence of mind, I think, to do that. I don't think he ran wide on purpose. He was looking inside way early just to see if uh, your boy Scott Redding would come down there because he knew he would get him on the brakes leaving. So, you know, that's... that. I I'm, I have to admit I was impressed by that move. I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. As soon as I saw it, it didn't look right to me. It, you know what I mean? It, as soon as it, because we're talking about the the hands down the best rider on the brakes in World Superbike. Absolutely. And, and he's wide and on the brakes and misses a brake marker. No, no. There's yeah, you know, and, and I the mean, thing <laughs> is that Redding hadn't really pressured him in a little while either. He had a little gap there. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like Redding's coming at him at every corner. It just felt like yeah. Top Rack was like, okay, Redding's going to try to get me. I think he's going to try to get me at yeah. the end of the straight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make him get offline. He won't get as good a run. Yep. I know I can outbreak him at the end of the straight. And uh, that, I mean. Sh- that's that's high level stuff, man. Honestly, it is at a, at a hundred miles an hour plus, right? Like that's just that's just so good if that's what he did. And I I was I'm like you. I thought immediately. I immediately I was like, he's not wide. He just wants him to go in because his line yeah. didn't look bad to me. And I was like, ah, he did that on purpose, and he sure did get it. Um, but, you know, all credit to Top Rack there, another race win. Super good racing. It was aggressive. Top Rack is so good on that first lap overall. You know, a lot like what we see from uh, um, sometimes with Fabio or with Mark Marquez in MotoGP. Their first lap speed, they just, they just, they're gone. It just first lap go. I remember Jorge Lorenzo used to be able to do that. First lap. If he got out front, mm-hmm. forget about it. You know what I mean? Like he, he could just—he was just so aggressive on the first lap, and Top Rack did that this time. Um, and but you know, Redding actually had great pace and caught him. You know, a couple of laps later, um, but I, I just really thought, you know, while I was watching that first lap from Top Rack, I'm like, man, this guy's good on the first lap and to your point about him into the first corner because he is so good on the brakes 
you know, he, and he and he's getting a good start, but then he's just so late on the brakes. And it was, I love the onboard footage when they're following Top Rack yeah. on the brake. It's yeah. crazy to watch it's how crazy. much that bike moves around underneath of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned and that to, to watch Hans. the different yeah. braking marker, like how much deeper he is than they are. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So, what I mean, what would you think? No, I completely agree. One thing I wanted to mention, I can't remember, was it race one that Top Rack took two victory laps? (laughs) Top Top Rack absolutely blew the checkered flag because uh, Dan was messaging me about it, and I said he absolutely took an extra victory lap because he was was getting it after he took the checkered flag. He was still setting a a record lap. Top Rack is just in race <laughs> mode. Leave Top Rack alone. He's yeah. ready to go get it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to beat you off for another lap. He absolutely completed so. 22 laps in race one, I, get, <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I, I I love the fact that, you know, these guys are human and they make mistakes, but not when they're actually racing. Right. It's just like they go into robot mode. Like I, I watch the bike control from all of them with amazement and, yeah. and, and, you know, and top rack's no different. So yeah, I, I, that was funny. But what I, what I really think is awesome is how, even though they are battling, they do give each other, you know, good race after the race, you know, even though Scott's mad about it, probably that he lost, you know, he still acknowledges top rack and fist bumps him and says, you know, thumbs up and good race. Uh, yeah. He does complain in the, on the, in the interview a little bit, but whatever. I mean, look, here's my thing. I watch these guys get out, get, get that top right, get them on the brakes over and over and over into at the end of the front, that back straight. And I thought to myself, if you really want to stop letting top right get past you, then you have to break on that inside line and just make it. He has to go around the outside because he's coming on the inside of you every time. And I realize you're trying to break late but you already know your best braking marker cannot outrun top right. You can't outbrake him. So try something different, but they don't, they just keep doing the same thing. And that's what I mean when they go into robot mode, they, they, that's just what they do. They got their marker, they got their brake. But, uh, I did see top rack cutting back across the face of these guys. Uh, He, he didn't, it didn't look close. But I, I just think that's such a dangerous practice at those speeds. I just – Yeah, you know. I, I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, I think top rack's a bit over, overly aggressive sometimes. Um, yep. You know, even you know even later on, I'm sure we'll talk in, you know, race two um, when yeah. Jonathan Ray got in front of top rack because top rack immediately wanted to get right back in a, in a non-passing zone or a non-passing turn, really. Um, you know, he, he – like we'd mentioned before with Gerloff, he saw something that wasn't there and tried to take that hole whenever, you know, Ray had cut back across in front of him and he was already on the line. And, and, you know, Ray's leathers had some black scuffs on it. You know, they definitely came together and they touched. Um, Luckily, both stayed up. But, you know, I think Top Rack Rack has moments of, of clouded vision, I think, and he rides with a red mist, I think, a little bit. Not to say that he's he always gets roughed up or he gets cut off. Yeah. He just he rides with such an intensity, I think, and such a laser yep. focus on winning. That's all he wants yep. to do is winning that yep. sometimes it can cloud judgment. And we've seen this with other Turkish riders. You know, yep. and, and I Sifoglu think you know, was exactly, that way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, you've mentioned Keenan Sifoglu is like this. You know, we've seen this out of Dennis Unchu before. We've seen this even out of Chan Unchu. Chan Unchu. You yeah. know, so um, 
you know, what else can you say? It's, you know, not to, not to browbeat top rack, but you know, there is a, a level of aggression. I think that it's a little, again, I get when you're touching other riders is a lack of respect for their well being. Honestly, I I, I just think that's the truth. Like you can put a hard move on. If you don't touch them, you're not going to get much from me. Yeah. But, but cutting back across on the, we just saw this huge accident at Coda. I'm just sensitive to it, you know, like, yeah. And I, and I, and, and I just feel like, you know, top rack, he just refuses. Like if he can do it, he's going to do it. He doesn't care about the consequences and I, and it, he won't care about it until he hurts himself or someone else seriously. But this is what I get on about the FIM. They aren't doing anything until it happens, until which makes it reactionary. Yeah. And reactionary practices are never going to be keep riders safe. It's too late. When the man's in the hospital, it's too late to punish that other rider. And that's one thing I think you have to to look at. You know, if you compare, if you let's change sports. You know, let's change the. Let's take this type of behavior and these type of outcomes. Um, to another sport. Let's go to car racing, um, F1 racing or IMSA racing. You know, if two cars come together, more often than not, there is absolutely damage to a car. You know, they can yeah. have very yep. light touches. We've seen F1 cars have very light touches. The aerodynamics are completely screwed up on the car. Um, same thing with, um, you know, with IMSA GT class cars. You know, if they come together, a fender right. gets bent down into a tire. Two, you know, lap half a lap later, you have a tire puncture. The thing, of, the difference is with motorcycle racing is there is softer material that is going to make first contact, so it's going to absorb some of that impact. The problem is that soft material is a human being that's going to absorb that impact. Yep. It, yep. You know, so the damage that is done is not just mechanical damage where your rider can come around and come in and well my bike's right. done I'm, I'm done for the day you know no that damage is okay i am i have take i've been hit by a bike I, i've been collected by a bike I've, I've got this dislocated i've broken a bone i've torn a ligament i've ta- i've done this you know i've got a concussion uh, you know this uh, and these are much more catastrophic injuries uh excuse me i'll, I'll the potential for catastrophic injury is much higher right. with this, right. you, you know. So right. that, like you're saying, the FIM has to look at it. I think from that angle and say, uh, you know, I we agree. don't want we don't want to rob the racers of clean racing. We don't want to rob right. the sport of what is you know a, a beautiful sport. But what we want to instill is a level of respect for what the riders are actually out here doing, and. Um, you know, I had read an article, um, or it was a kind of a blog post on social media this week, and I don't mean to sidebar too much, but we're on the topic of it, so we're going to, is, you know, the small class racing. Um, and the suggestion was made to go to a rotary engine, you know, the rotary, because rotary engines might offer a little bit more power, or it would create a, a bigger variation between riders, I believe, of how a rider could exploit the power. Um, but the comment that I had made on it and the rebut that I had was that, you know, a, a let's talk about hardware for a little bit. That's fine. We can do something to change the hardware. But no one is addressing the fact that these are kids in the younger classes or in the in the lower classes. Oh, I saw you. These I are saw you essen- comment on that. These are essentially kids. You know, and we're asking children, uh, you know, 15, 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds, to make adult decisions in the heat of a moment that could that affects that that could potentially affect someone else's life, you know, 
right for life now we've, so, we've seen it three times this year and, and that's why i really respect the the ktm approach and akiyo of the mental development i don't know you know i'm sure that other other training schools have this development I, I'm, I'm sure of it you know but but this is something that has to be discussed as well possibly at the fim level you know like what kind of training is in place how are we really leaning on these riders to say hey uh, you know these are you know <laughs> i know if you could have them at a test to go through okay do you make the move do you not make the move you know, put them in, you know, certain situations, certain scenarios, ask them what they would do, get inside the mind of the rider just a little bit and, right. and really coach them off the track as well. And like I said, I'm sure all this happens. We've talked about it with, you know, our the contracts between riders. We really don't know a lot that goes on behind the curtain. We're just here speculating because we know what we see on on track on screen. That's what sure. we see. So but that, well, that's, I'm right. off my soapbox. I'm sorry. Well, I, my favorite part is how you apologize that we're going to sidebar, but you're going to do it. So it's like, can, I'm sorry for that. the sidebar, but we're doing it anyway because yeah. this is our show. <laughs> if, yeah, if you want to, you yeah. want to, don't want to stay, you can go. But <laughs> then, yeah, no, but I so yeah, I agree with everything you said there. But my favorite part was that you apologize for the sidebar <laughs> every time, um, and I I, I kind of smirk to myself when you do it. But yeah, I, so you know we we've talked about top rack, and and you're right. He, he is riding unbelievably. I do feel he's a little aggressive. Um, but so far, nothing has seriously happened. So I guess we're waiting for that other shoe to drop. You know, Redding ran a great race. As we saw his pace. You know, he, he got baited a little bit. I think he made a mistake going by top rack when he did. But Redding was for real this weekend. You know, and, and one of the things that Bear's mentioning about this weekend is that that track is at elevation, and you lost about 5% of your power because of the elevation. But the Ducati really was still, it was it was much, much faster, um, you know, than, than the other bikes in terms of top speed. So that was really interesting to me. But Redding was good all weekend, had the unfortunate tip-off in turn one in the first race, but he came back this race and nearly took it from top rack. Yeah. Johnny Ray finishing third. I mean, still doing what he's got to do to try to keep this championship alive. But really, he just didn't have the pace in the first two races. He just didn't. He did what he had to do. He, he did as well as he could. And there's Bassani again in fourth. I, I mean, he looked really good in race one early. He looked great in this race. Um, what are you going to say? And then, you know, the Vandermark Locatelli mm-hmm. uh, fight went up, was raging. It was great. And uh, Gerloff back in the top 10 in seventh. So really, beyond that, I mean, I'm, I'm good on the Super Pole race. How about you? Let's move yeah, to race yeah. two. Yep, sounds good. Well, in that race, we saw Redding finally, you know, he won the race. So he won that race by almost two and a half seconds over Johnny Ray, who finished second. And then Toprak finishing third. Now, I don't know. Toprak seemed to have a real drop in pace, about eight laps to go, nine laps to go. Something was going on with his bike, maybe a tire life issue or something happened. But, you know, he brought it home in third. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's it bears mentioning that the Super Pole race and race two, Bassani beat Rinaldi. He beat him. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think, you know, those are things we need to talk about. But... Really, I, I saw Scott Redding dominate this race once he got out front. He was able to drop the hammer, get away from top rack. He put a gap on him immediately, and he was gone. And, it, you know, it was see you later. And then Ray was able to come by top rack and grab a few of those points back to keep us interested in Indonesia. But, but really, 
this is top racks to lose. If top rack loses this championship, it will be one of the greatest collapses in history. He will have to have an awful, awful weekend, and I don't see it happening in Indonesia. I don't see it. We've seen a collapse like this. We have seen a collapse like that in World Superbike recently, though. You know, we saw the same thing with with uh, Alvaro Bautista. He had a strong start to the season, and then it all, you know, went pear shaped towards you know halfway through. How the season. dare you? So uh, how what? dare you compare Stop Rack to Bautista? Anyway, my point is though, it, anything's possible, you know. And and uh, but I, I oh, do sure. ag- I do agree with you. I do agree with you that Top Rack. This is Top Rack's championship to lose. I feel that Top Rack has been steadily gaining momentum as the season's gone on. He's gotten stronger and stronger. And, and and we always will go back to the Assen race to wonder, well, just how big would Top Rack's lead be right now had he not been taken out? Oh, by I think he would have wrapped up the world championship. You know, That's what um, I think. Yeah. So so I definitely agree with you. You know, this is going to be an exciting round in Indonesia coming up so um <laughs> you know hopefully we're not robbed of any good racing um I would sure. love to see another I would love to see another twist you know simply because oh we, sure uh, we love drama, drama makes right? for yeah. good viewing yeah absolutely well I this race though had some drama I mean it was a great fight yeah, early yeah yeah all no, no, three absolutely. of those guys yeah. were super aggressive I mean it was a great mm-hmm. fight great racing it, it they kept it pretty clean um, but it was tight and, and I, I was watching Redding just to see if he would get flustered, you know, when he and Top Rack were kind of battling, but he, he held firm. And then, like I said, once he got out front and got a couple of corners where he kept the lead, he just dropped the hammer. I was like, okay, we'll see you later guys. Yeah. This was probably one of the more poised weekends that I've seen Scott Redding ride it, you know even right. after the crash in race one he got back up on the bike and then you know took off um which normally we might see scott stop and have a patty as they'd like to say and be upset and oh. go, you know but um have you ever had a patty bow i've had many i will and I'll, <laughs> I'll own that right now I absolutely i will i have many now, Bo, second question is, do your friends uh, J1, J2, and Nick, do they, how do they react when you have a patty? I mean, do you, what, what do they do? Never let me forget it is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do they cater to you while you're having one Absolutely or do they just not. go about their life? Oh, they don't care. <laughs> they don't. Because they're such caring individuals, right? We're that's worried about way, that's their way of showing they love me. That's their way of, of yeah. showing it. They just they keep going about their lives and yeah, just work that out, man. Get it worked out and come yeah. back when you're ready. Listen, yeah, you, you got to take that somewhere else right now. You come back when you're done. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. Redding was super composed. I mean, even after the crash in race one, he came back and ran a great Super Bowl race. And then you know, in even better race two, that was that was that was really really good. I, mm-hmm. I I thought Johnny Ray had great pace in the second half of the race, which gives me hope that they may have figured out this tire issue a little bit because on the worn tire he was running great times. He wasn't uh, he didn't have nearly as many moments as we've seen in the previous weekends, and that means to me that they're starting to figure out. Okay, this is how the settings have to be to make it so that Johnny can. Keep, keep a consistent pace and be strong at the end of the race to fight, you know, if, if there's a fight to be had. 
Right, right. And there could be a riding style change, too. You know, we've seen Jonathan Ray all yeah, year we never has know. made, Jonathan Ray's made, you know, small riding adjustments all year long to how he rides the bike, you know, body position changes here and there just to, to kind of give that bike whatever it needs. And Jonathan Ray, I, I felt like Jonathan Ray two years ago was more of a stop and go rider. You know, that, that Kawasaki seemed like it had so much power out of a corner and had a ton of top speed. But now Jonathan Ray is more of a corner speed rider, whereas top rack, we usually, you know, or the Yamaha, we usually talk about just how how high the corner speed is on that bike. But top rack's really a, kind of a park it and go rider with how good he is on those brakes. Yeah, which is really interesting because that Yamaha is such a good package that it you don't have to ride it one way. Yeah. You can ride yeah, it yeah. however you ride. And that's a that's a testament to the package that Yamaha has put together. Right. It really is. And and as much as I hate to say it, because I'm team green, but as much as I hate to say it, I mean it that's impressive that a guy like Toprak can be fast, a guy like Gerloff and Locatelli can be fast, because Locatelli and Gerloff are more similar in like they're corner speed riders. Exactly. I mean, they yeah. really are. Yeah. Um but but you know, I did like watching in race uh, race two there the Vandemark and Locatelli. That's all I cared about after Redding. <laughs> I was like, all right, let me put it back there on those two. Let's see them slug it out. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think I think that is just a testament to the package and 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 how adaptable it is. But uh, really, we've got you know top rack with a big lead going into. Um, Going into Indonesia. Now, Indonesia is a good ways off, right? It's uh, He's got 30 points. And Indonesia, is it is it a month away? Am I reading that right? Is that the right? Oh, my goodness. Um, so, you know, I, it, we got to wait a long time. But I, let yeah. me see. Let's look. It is a month away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It really is. We still have time to make it. You want to book tickets? What's going on? Yeah, let's go. All right, we're doing it. You heard it here first. PT1 um, turkeys in Indonesia. Um, What? Turkeys? It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's... oh okay. I, I thought you were making a joke. I was like, hey, man, I don't know about that joke about nationalities. I, I didn't know what you were saying. No. <laughs> No, you not get, at all. You get. I understand. No, no, totally understand. You're <laughs> the hook. <laughs> What's like? What is this guy talking about? Um, lawyer, top Rex lawyers are going to be calling us tomorrow. Oh morning. no! Oh, we have just been branded something we never intended to be. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get over to Super Sport and. I, unless you have something else about Superbike, I, I thought it was great racing all weekend. You know, Top Rack extended the lead just by a point there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, no, more than that by by six points, um, but you know it's still there's there's points to be had. It's still up for grabs, and uh, it it should be very very interesting going into Indonesia. I mean, we'll all be watching, right? And yeah, it's not yeah, over. Absolutely. So I I I have it thoroughly. It's been the best championship all year, honestly. The Superbike Championship has, and, and it's. It's been, I can't wait to see the conclusion. And I think that might be, there might be a twist in the tail yet. We'll see. But um, let's talk about Supersport. 